welcome. My name is Mason, and this is Mace on the Bad Batch, uh, episodes 15 and 16. I'm going to do the whole finale, the two-part finale, all at once. So uh, even though I didn't give anyone a heads up, uh, I decided not to do a review just of episode 15 last week, uh, but decided to wait for the final episode, the second part of the finale, to be released before I do my review uh, of the finale, the two-part finale as a whole. So uh, we finally made it to the end of season one of The Bad Batch uh, as we find out that it has been renewed for a second season uh, and we get to see what the resolution uh, or potential resolution would be uh, between uh, Clone Force 99, uh, The Bad Batch, and Crosshair, uh, between Crosshair and the Empire, between the Empire and... Camino and uh, what exactly uh, is going to happen uh, with the clones, with the technology, uh, and all that stuff. So uh, we don't get everything in the finale, and I think that it's good because they have to leave room for the story to continue. Uh, and I would say that we didn't get as shocking of a finale as I was expecting. We didn't get you know, a big mic drop kind of moment. Um, I think that this finale was solid. I think that it wasn't super surprising. I think that things went about the way that you would expect them to go. Um, I would say that if anything, I was surprised they didn't do more. Uh, but ultimately, I'm glad that they only did uh, as much as they ended up doing uh, in this two-part finale. So I would say that overall, it was a solid finale. I'm satisfied where things landed for this season, and I'm excited to see how this story continues into the future because there's a lot that I thought they would set up in this season that they definitely laid the groundwork for, but I think that they didn't progress as far as I thought they would by the end of the season, specifically in the connection between, or the poten the potential connection between the Bad Batch uh, and the forming Rebel Alliance. I thought that we would get a bit more progress in that journey than we ended up getting in this season. I think that we spent more time with Sid uh, um, on Ord Mantell, I thought we got a lot more time there than I was anticipating. Um, but I think that in terms of the journey with the Bad Batch and Crosshair and the Empire, I think that things landed in a good place. And I would say they progressed about as far as you would expect them to uh, within the first season of this show. Uh, so I'm doing my best not to spoil anything. Uh, I will get into spoilers in a moment. Um, but I'll just say that, uh, like I said before, I'm happy with the finale. I'm definitely on board for the second season. I want to see this story to continue to develop, uh, these relationships to continue to develop. I'm, I'm interested in, uh, yeah, the, the journey of these characters and to see all of the things that we haven't yet seen, specifically with the Rebel Alliance, uh, with Rex, um, you know, with even Trace and Rafa, um, you know, uh, with, you know, members of, yeah, the rebellion, uh, more extreme members, uh, of the rebellion, um, and things like that. So I I'm excited to see all of that groundwork continue uh, in the next seasons. Um, and yeah, I think that it was, um, I would say it was an emotional finale for sure. I think that there were quiet moments, um, but there were also 
bigger action moments. Um, so I think that it did enough to satisfy. Well, I don't know. I think that some people, if you were expecting a big fireworks finale to this season, you might come out a little bit disappointed because I think that instead of going big, they went for character um, and they went for quieter moments. And I think that they found that balance really well for me. And they found, you know, a good balance of big moments, quiet moments and set up for the future. That's that's what I tweeted out after I watched it. I'm sticking to it, that it, that it was a well-balanced finale, but maybe not as big uh, or not as dramatic or not as epic um, as maybe some people were expecting. So getting into spoilers, if you have not seen, um, if you have not seen the finale yet, watch it. Um, it's going to get spoiled for you probably pretty quickly. So uh, definitely check it out. Um, and yeah, I'm going to get into spoilers now. So um, getting into... It, yes. So this finale centered around Camino. It, it surrounded uh, kind of coming back to Camino as we saw in episode 14 um, that Hunter had been taken by Crosshair uh, and was being held on Camino. And so we had to, even though Hunter promised Omega that she would never have to come back to Camino, um, even when that promise was made, I had a feeling that that was a promise that was destined to be broken. Um, and so it was. So we had Omega uh, returning to Camino to help rescue Hunter. Uh, and she's kind of guiding uh, the Bad Batch through Camino um, and helping to lead the way as she knows some of the secrets of Camino uh, that other people might not know. Uh, and she's able to kind of lend a strategic advantage to the Bad Batch that I thought was really great. It was great to see her take the lead. Um, that Hunter could not take in his absence. So it was great to see her, um, yeah, in that role. It was great to see her coming back to Camino, coming back to that lab where she was an assistant um, to Nalase. And, you know, she had a lot to do. She saw the creation of the Bad Batch um, and all of those things. We get to see her kind of reacting to being back in that environment uh, and the emotional moments that she has throughout this finale, uh, I think were really great because she has to... At some point, you have to move on. You have to grow um, from your past. And it's time for everyone to move on from Camino, to, to let it sink into the sea as it does, um, and to move forward in a new direction. So uh, I thought that it was uh, definitely powerful for Omega. Uh, I think that there were some very interesting moments between, obviously, we get the full reunion uh, with the Bad Batch and with Crosshair. And I love that in this finale, they come back to that training room that we saw at the beginning uh, of this season where they were kind of being evaluated uh, for their potential to see if they would be useful to the Empire. Uh, we had that where they were all working together, uh, and now we see members of the Bad Batch now on opposite sides in this training room. And, I, and so I love coming back to that kind of visual representation of them as a team working together, but now them having been kind of pulled apart. So... I thought that was great. Um, I really enjoyed, um, yeah, I, I enjoyed the moments between Hunter and Crosshair, like I said, and that big reveal that we got in part one of the finale um, where, and I, I have to say that I didn't see this coming far in advance, but I definitely felt this reveal coming in the focus that they were putting on the inhibitor chip because at multiple points within 
uh, part one of the finale, Hunter is saying, it's not you, it's your inhibitor chip. And he, he's like, he, he says it once and it's like, okay. He says it a second time and it's like, hmm. He's now said that Crosshair is only doing what he's been doing because of the inhibitor chip. He said that twice. And so I'm like, hmm, I wonder if he's no longer doing this because of the inhibitor chip. I wonder if he even has the inhibitor chip anymore or if it's been removed and he has actually chosen to align with the Empire for his own reasons, which I think is a much better storytelling direction um, for Crosshair. And it turns out that, in fact, Crosshair reveals to Hunter that his chip has been removed some time ago and that he is doing what he is doing uh, because he thinks that it is the right thing uh, for him to align with the Empire, that they are in charge, they are the supreme power, he is going to follow their orders because he is a soldier, and that's what they do. So uh, I thought that it was fascinating. And, you know, in the second part of the finale, um, you know, Tech kind of talks about how Crosshair has always been kind of cold and uncompromising, um, and so he understands why Crosshair would continue to align with the Empire, continue to align with the power, um, the organization that gave them Order 66, uh, the order organization that will continue to give orders, you know, they are the ones in power. He's going to align himself with them because that's what he sees, you know, his role, his responsibility as a soldier. So he's saying, like, to them, you know, he gives them the classic Star Wars, join me, reaching out of the hand, you know, where, you know, Kylo Ren and Rey... Um, you know, between Vader and Luke, you know, you get these classic kind of Star Wars moments of come on, join me, come over to this side. Uh, so I love that we get to echo that, <laughs> uh, echo, uh, no, no pun intended, uh, but we get to, um, you know, um, Star Wars has always been, as George Lucas said, like poetry, it rhymes. Um, and so to see that rhyming within this series of Crosshair now saying, come and join me, come join the Empire, um, and the work that we're doing, you know, this is where you're meant to be. Uh, I think it was great to have that classic Star Wars moment in this episode. And obviously the Bad Batch is not going to join Crosshair. So there's going to be this tug of war between Hunter and Crosshair. Join me, no join me. Come to this side, come to that side. And I think that that makes great storytelling. And what I love is that in the second part of the finale, they decided not to fully resolve that that we see hints of Crosshair developing. We see Crosshair's choice to save Omega. Um, ultimately, he says, because she saved him and now they're even, they owe each other nothing. Um, but he saved Omega and the droid. Um, you know, so uh, kudos to him for uh, saving AZ. Uh, very kind of him. But um, yeah, we, we see that he is still siding with the Empire, even though they have betrayed him, even though they have left him for dead, he still aligns with them. And they do mention that there will be M M Imperial scouts coming. They're obviously going to survey the damage. They're going to confirm the kill uh, or whatever they do when they continue to survey a planet that they've or a system that they've conquered. So someone's going to come by and pick up Crosshair at some point. But the fact that he decides not to go with the Bad Batch and they don't do an easy redemption even though they leave the door open to him, they do say kind of, this is your last chance. Like I'm giving you one last opportunity to join us or we are going to be on opposite sides, um, period. Um, and so I, I love that 
They didn't kill Crosshair. They didn't kill a member of the Bad Batch, but they didn't redeem Crosshair and they didn't have him join the Bad Batch, but they've left this relationship complicated. Um, and we leave with Omega saying, you're still my brother. And I, I, I love that, you know, I mentioned it before when Omega talked about them being her brothers. I said in my review, like that includes Crosshair. Crosshair is still the brother. And the fact that she actually says that in this episode, Crosshair is still, you're still my brother. You're still our brother. You still belong with us. Um, even though he doesn't, he doesn't accept that, even though he doesn't maybe fully believe it, even though that's not where his loyalty lies, uh, you see it start to work within his mind, within his processing. So, but he's cold. He's a cold, calculated character. Um, and he's a good soldier that follows orders. So he is still at this moment aligned with the empire and we've left room um, for that story to continue to develop. So I'm happy that we've left room for that. So some people might feel a little bit like the first season of The Bad Batch didn't do enough, um, that it left it too open-ended, that we didn't make enough progress with these characters. But um, I think that for the first season, they've told a very satisfying arc um, of the Camino arc, I think is what this is going to be. It started on Camino, it ended on Camino, um, and now we're leaving Camino behind. But that doesn't mean, as we reveal um, in the final moment of the finale, that cloning is left behind because um, as we see in The Rise of Skywalker, that cloning was involved in the return of the Emperor um, and they've laid some, they've planted some seeds of that in The Mandalorian as well with Grogu being used for some kind of cloning experiment. We're now tying that back to the Bad Batch and we'll have this cloning thread now throughout the entire Star Wars story um, you know, throughout the timeline where it started as early as the Bad Batch that the Empire is saying, you are useful to us. Um, we have big plans for you. Uh, that They're saying to Nala, say they're big admirers of her work. The Empire has big plans for her, which is obviously the, hey, this is where the Emperor's plan is beginning. His contingency plan is beginning now that he has seized power he is going to make sure that he is always in power. Um, so I, I think that it's great that they didn't they didn't hit you over the head with it, but they just established, hey, the Emperor's plan for cloning himself, coming back from the dead is beginning here. Um, so I think that a lot of people have talked about their dissatisfaction with the rise of Skywalker, how things weren't explained enough. They, they just mentioned cloning, but they didn't really show any of that process or what this dark magic is that, that kept him alive, this dark side, this dark power. Uh, so I think that they're going to continue establishing that through The Mandalorian, through Ahsoka, through The Bad Batch, through all of the shows that they're doing. I think we're just going to get continue to get these little seeds of the cloning experiments that are happening. So uh, yeah, I, I think that it was great. I love that they just planted that at the end uh, to, 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 um, to establish that. Like this is where Nalase went. This is where the, the real stuff began with that plan. Uh, I think that's great. So coming back to the rest of the Bad Batch um, and their mission, you know, it, it was a standard, like, escape episode. Like, there, there, there's not a lot. Like, there was action. There's the moment where Omega, you know, saves Crosshair. Uh, Crosshair returns the favor with Omega. But it is very much just a, hey, we're going to rescue Hunter, and then we're going to try to escape with our lives 
and the Empire is destroying Kamino, putting it into the ocean. So there's not a lot, you know, of, you know, it's a pretty straightforward plan for part one and part two of the finale. So I think the action was well executed. Um, I think that the escape plan was, uh, it was really like, I think they executed it well at every step of the way where it's like you get put into impossible situation after impossible situation after impossible situation and you're forced to find a way to figure it out and escape. And I think that they executed that well throughout the finale. I, I felt like every... Every plan that they came up with made sense with Omega's knowledge of the facilities. Um, it all totally worked. None of it felt like too big of a stretch. I love the way that they escape in those medical pods. Like kind of, I saw that, and that's the last big thing I'll say for this episode. Like this was kind of their rebirth in a way uh, the, uh, of a new life outside of Camino. The way that they escape out of those medical pods that they were kind of born in and developed in uh, they're coming up out of the water, out of this weird baptism, if you want to call it that. Um, they're coming up out of it. And I, I love, I also love the pairing uh, for the medical tubes, um, the way that you had Hunter and Crosshair in a tube together, but you also had Tech and Echo and in, in little Techo. Uh, you had them. Uh, I'm sure that the, the shipping of te- Tech and Echo uh, will, will happen uh, in the fandom somewhere. There's always someone who, who, who wants to ship something. So if you want to ship Teco, good for you. Um, but I, I thought that it was funny having them paired together um, and obviously Omega and AZ uh, together and Wrecker, obviously the beast that he is, uh, you can't really fit anyone else into a tube uh, with Wrecker. So I love their escape and the, the way that it's executed with AZ running out of power uh, and using the last of his power to save them. We think that we're going to get the death of AZ. I was like, oh my gosh, they're going to like pull a, pull a K2SO with us where uh, the, the droid bites it. Uh, and the biggest emotional moment is not that one of the Bad Batch die, but, but that this droid dies. And there's just a gorgeous shot of AZ falling away in the water from that medical tube. That Again, the, the shots in this finale, in this entire series, gorgeous. The action, gorgeous. The character work, excellent. It may not have moved at the pace that you wanted it to move. It may not have done as much as you wanted it to do, but they're leaving room for more story to be told, more adventures to continue. Uh, we're gonna get, we're gonna get back to Sid. We're gonna get all that different stuff. Um, so yeah, it just left. I thought that it was just a beautiful finale. Um, and like I said, it, it wasn't the gut punch that I was expecting. You know, I was fully expecting someone to bite it whether it was Crosshair or Hunter or Wrecker uh, or even AZ, um, you know, they really, yeah, there was a, there was a low body count. Um, the, the thing that died in the finale was Camino, so, uh, which is sad in itself. And, and Omega saying goodbye. And like I said, the rebirth of the Bad Batch out of Camino, leaving Camino behind, um, I think that's a great place to end the first season of this series. So I was satisfied were you satisfied? Uh, were you unsatisfied? What did you think of the finale? Uh, let me know uh, what you thought. If you've seen it, you can let me know uh, on Twitter and Instagram at Mason Movies. Uh, you can follow me there. Would love to hear your thoughts on this finale and where you think things are going to go in the second season um, and whether or not the finale met your expectations. What did you think was going to happen? Uh, did it line up with that? All of that would be great. Uh, would love to interact with you about this finale. So, uh, send me your thoughts. And um, yeah, if you've enjoyed 
uh, going through this journey of the Bad Batch with me. Uh, you can check out the rest of this stuff on the podcast. Hit subscribe, leave a comment, leave a rating, share it with your friends and family, all that wonderful stuff. But thanks so much for joining me on this journey through season one of the Bad Batch. It has been a fun ride. Um, and I just want to thank you so much uh, for being a listener to this podcast. It truly means a lot to me. Uh, so thank you so much. Uh, looking forward, we've got Star Wars Visions uh, coming out, which is a series of short anime films. I am going to probably not review those one by one. We'll see how long they are, uh, if they're in the 10-minute range or the 30-minute range. Uh, but they are all being dropped at once. So um, I'm going to decide if I just want to review kind of a ranking of them when they come out or if I actually have enough to say about each one of them individually. Uh, we'll see where we where we land when those come out. But those are coming out in September, so that'll be the next Star Wars thing that I'm doing, as well as Book of Boba Fett when that comes out in December. Um, so that's going to be the continuation of Star Wars. In the Marvel world, um, I don't think I'm going to be doing recaps of What If, not because I don't like it, uh, but because this is one that I just want to enjoy. Uh, so I'm just going to be watching What If as a fan, um, and maybe when it's all over, um, I'll do a general review of the first season of What If, but I'm not going to be doing an episode-by-episode episode breakdown. There are other things that I want to focus on uh, with this podcast um, and not do too much at once. Uh, because when I was doing Loki and The Bad Batch and reviews and series, uh, it was a lot. So uh, I'm working out the, the next projects for this podcast uh, coming back to the My Life in Movies series that I've done two episodes of uh, and kind of gotten sidetracked from. I want to come back to that. So um, but keep an eye on the podcast because I am going to be doing stuff. There's still going to be episodes coming out. Um, and then when Marvel comes back with their next uh, live action series, I believe it's going to be Hawkeye um, in November, but I could be wrong. There might be something before that. Uh, but I think it's just What If and Hawkeye for the rest of this year. So uh, definitely going to do that. Um, so yeah, keep an eye on the feed, but thanks so much for listening to these reviews of The Bad Batch. I hope that you're doing well and taking care of yourself wherever you are, and I hope that we will remember to be kind to one another. Thanks, everybody.